Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Helga Borgartz for The Surge 2, an action RPG with monster machines in it. The music is hard driving, as you would expect, but it has delightful moments of calm. Helga's been writing music for games for ages, and I'm grateful that we finally had a chance to meet. already for quite some time and I know that the developer since uh, at least 12 13 years <clears throat> so we are in constant uh, contact and um, we did work for them on the previous project already or on previous previous projects already on several of them um, so it was uh, always a very good relationship and now especially for this project they thought that um, our approach could add a new color to the game that was uh, that that they missed at that at that point so when we when we joined the when we joined the search to the the game was already in development and already more or less far developed that was good and bad the good thing about it was that we had so much artwork so much concept art we, we had gameplay everything was there the other side of the coin obviously is the earlier you are in a project the more or the deeper you can dive in and the more you can influence the ideas right from the right from the beginning but nevertheless um yeah, they did approach us and ask us whether we want to do some uh, music. They had already uh, the main theme written, and they had some um, uh, music for, let's say, more the gameplay elements, so combat music, etc. But what they needed really was a complete new approach on the atmosphere of the levels, on the on the more sound designy approach of that game, and that uh, was our first step into this the search two world. So talk to me about who you partner with to compose. <clears throat> yes, we are a group of three composers. Um, we have a label called uh, Bose to Hymns. And um, on that specific project, I worked together with my uh, colleague, Thomas Stanger. And yeah, so it was just us two. Um, and the good thing was that we also contributed a lot of sound effects to the game. Oh, nice. So we could we knew both of it a little bit and we could adjust both elements to each other. That's a, a really a huge benefit when you do a game. Yeah, no kidding, because the sound can be consistent through, well, just all the sound, yeah. Yeah, for the developer, I mean, you instantly realize it, when they develop the game, they think far more about sound design, sound effects, than they think about music. Music always comes comes later. They are influenced, of course, they listen to music while they are developing, but for the gaming experience first of all it's all about sound effects um and the music can just add then a, a different kind of emotional approach different kind of, of feeling to it but if the sound design or the sound effects are worse you cannot rescue it with music What kind of a role did you take in the composition, or how did you divide out? Uh, yeah, how, how do you divide out the roles and when you're writing together? Uh, it's pretty simple. So first of all, we um, we uh, sat together and we defined the kind of 
um, sound. So we say, well, how, how do we want this world to sound like? Um, and as we have similar, um, we, have, we have two studios, but the studios have more or less uh, the same equipment and the same libraries and the same products and the same synths, etc. Um, so it's, it's easy for us to, to exchange ideas. And then um, we had a kind of um, sonic approach. We said, this is how this world should sound like. And then the game has different levels or different areas where the the gameplay takes place, and we divided these these areas. So um, one one of us was was doing the university, the other the detention center. And the good thing about it then uh, is that these different areas really sound not completely different, but they they have the touch of the specific composer, obviously, and that makes them distinctable uh, even better. There are some live musicians on, on this project, so can you talk to me, I mean, obviously you included, but can you tell me who's performing on this album, or on the, you know, on the soundtrack? So most of it is really done with, um, right out of the box, at the computer. But, mm -hmm. of course, for example, we had a, a wonderful singer, um, Alina Lesnik, just a small part of it, but such an important part of it. She sang a tune or sang a melody exactly at a point in the game where you are pretty close to the final to the final battle within the game um, and that is in the game I mean the, the gameplay is always about um, exploration fighting and it's there's a, a big I don't say chaos but there's a lot, there are a lot of things going on and especially at that point we wanted everything to calm down everything to relax a little bit to, to keep a kind of tension but to slow down before you have the big climax at the end and we thought the only way to do that really by to embrace the player or to to set this mood is with a real singer and that's where Alina came into place and she just uh, we we did send her the track and we asked her whether she would she could do or she, she could sing to it and she just added a few notes and that completely nailed it and brought the track to a completely different different level and that's how we work with um usually with individual musicians that we have the composition ready and if there's no budget for a big orchestra at least we hire a single string player a cello or a violin to add this little bit of emotion to it There's also another track that shows up toward the end of the soundtrack. I don't think that has anything to do with the order Black in which market. it appears. Exactly. <laughs> I got to ask you about Black Market. <laughs> Why is every, everyone asking about Black Market? Because it's hilarious. <laughs> it's random. It, <laughs> it is. Uh, it, it, was, it was big, big fun. Um, there is a scene where the player enters um, a kind of shopping mall. 
Uh, so we wanted this to be a, a kind of light, jazzy music, a, a, as you might expect in such a such an environment. And when you get closer, there's a there's a drummer sitting, uh, a street musician sitting in this in the small. When you get closer, you see that he drums in sync with the music. So that was far as it was a pretty cool effect. And um, but nevertheless, it's a black market. So the music is not too positive. It's also not too negative. We just wanted it to sound completely different from anything else uh, at the score and yeah i think we match this <laughs> a little bit more specifically about the sounds that you really wanted to go for because you know you talked about how the developers asked for different sounds in terms of you know demonstrating areas and I'd love to know kind of more specifically what direction and some some things you decided to do with that. The good thing is that they had a um, deck 13 had a very clear opinion, very clear idea how they wanted this world to sound like and I, I cannot Stress that stress that enough because that is not always the case with developers. So very often they have a, just a very vague idea, but they had a very clear idea. They said we wanted it to be like that, and the main approach was that it was a kind of ambient but nevertheless electronic mechanical approach. So all the sounds that uh, that we did are a, a mixture of um, of synthesizer sounds with real real world sounds with metal so we did a lot of sampling of different metals of crashing of you know sliding metal on metal so ev everything that sounds kind of harsh kind of yeah metal like mm -hmm. sounds and we combined that then with with uh, synthesizer sounds and on the other end we have these very broad pets pet-like sounds, very soft sounds, um, and they always wanted that to wanted to match that with each other. So everything had to go together so that they could have enough variety within the 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 level, so that they could say we just play this part of the music or this part of the music. Um, we did send them stems, obviously, and mm -hmm. um, they just selected what they thought is necessary for the specific parts of the game. mentioned right off the bat that you've been in the industry for a, a while and you have so mm. can you talk to us mm. a little bit about how that happened in the first place yeah after my my uh, my studies i joined a company called blue Bite software um in the city where i live uh, i i did earn some money while i was studying there and then they asked me whether i wanted to join the company and i thought oh, that's pretty cool i mean they're doing video games at that age video games was still brand new and exciting and i I thought, oh, cool, I go with them. They did games like The Settlers, for example, and that was a, a, a huge international success. And it was in the country, in the city where I lived. So I joined Blue Byte today. There is still Blue Byte. Blue Byte is a part of Ubisoft. Ubisoft bought the company several years ago. Hmm. So it was a very good start in the industry. And then 
yeah, after working for several different developers and publishers and being in the industry for some years, I decided um, that I just want to focus only on doing music and implementation and uh, sound design. And then some, I think, eight years ago, I went for to become, uh, I became a freelancer. And then two, yeah, I think two years ago, we started this Boast to Hymns collaboration. And yeah, things are going um really well at the moment. What made you decide to uh, do a composer collective? So first of all, I think that no one can fulfill every wish of the customer. So it's always good to have more variety. So my, my personal background is more, I'm coming more from a singer-songwriter perspective and I can work with orchestras, but I'm uh, not so strong in jazz, for example. Mm. Thomas is a, is a brilliant piano player. He is a, a very well-trained uh, jazz player but he also can work with the orchestra he has a lot of background knowledge uh, also in production so we we do work very well together and the other thing is it's it's always good to have a kind of um to have someone to talk to and to reflect and to criticize each other that is was always a benefit when you get stuck and we get together and um you, you get you get an idea from 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 your partner and the third thing is there might be some days in the year where I also wanted to do some holidays. And uh, it's always good to have someone who can, who is who is still available. So we never do holidays together, for example, when we, when we have a big project. So there is always someone available from the team for our customers. Yeah, it's such a uh, just creatively beautiful thing to to have people that you can work with in that way. And you know, there are so many wonderful examples of, in history, whether it's you know classical music or, or jazz, of people getting together and writing together. I mean, it's just it produces wonderful things. It does, and at the end, it's a, it's a question of trust. That's that's all. So um, you must rely on one hundred percent on on the partnership, and that's I think the most crucial thing about it, and the most important thing about it, because it's it's not just a business relationship. When you work from day to day, uh, or, or, or when you work together every day, your your personal relationship must also be very good and you must find a creative or a good way to deal with difficulties and there are always difficulties um so i'm i'm really happy that i that i'm uh, met thomas and um yeah as, as it is right now it's for me the the perfect collaboration talk to you a little bit more about you know you said that they provided you with a main theme were you asked to use any material from that theme throughout it or you could go on your own from there to be honest we didn't even listen to the main theme we didn't yeah. listen to any previously existing music mm-hmm. when we when we started they they didn't want us to listen to that uh, they gave us a very clear idea they they provide us with playlists um, with with songs that they think that they could match uh, just to give us ideas and then they said do whatever you think is uh, the best here so they they gave us all creative creative uh, freedom although they were very 
clear on what they wanted to have. But as I said, the the main director of the game is also a musician. So that's that's really a, a huge benefit. He knows how to talk about about music. So it was really easy to instantly dive into that. Are you willing to be a little more specific about some of the tracks that you specifically worked on? If you're not, you, I'm fine with that. If you really want to focus on the collective instead, that's fine too. I, I don't mind. No, no. I mean, um, for, for me, for example, I, I, this escape thing, this escape track is, is still my, my favorite. There's another one. There is this beginning, this this opening um, track, the airplane crash. I I think I'm not sure, but I think the this scene didn't finally made it completely to the to the game um, because um, it, it it didn't completely fit in the in the gameplay narrative at the at the beginning. But part of the music is still in the in the game. And it was there is this plane crashing at the at the beginning, uh, and and this whole scene was so was so dramatic. And they said, oh, and here is an impact there, and oh, at that scene the the monster is coming from there, and at that scene is there. And but don't do too much, <laughs> and still keep keep the tension on. And I think that was very good, very nicely reflected in in the track um, because there are a lot of tempo changes in the in the track that was yeah. big fun that's something you usually don't do right. too, too many times um but there are a lot of a lot of measure changes and tempo changes we also worked a little bit in the music with 3d elements so that you usually also don't do in in music but um that we just wanted to give the player the idea that really things are flying all around the player's head. And that's in the environment, but also in the music. And that was uh, big fun. And uh, uh, yeah, I think this piece is uh, is uh, a, a good example how music can support a specific feeling within a, a very tense gameplay situation. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I, I watched yeah. the opening and it is super intense and yeah. you're going through this yeah. hospital that's falling or prison, basically. But yeah. It's super intense yeah. and there's this yeah. moment where you do see one of the monsters just through this window. It's super creepy. And yeah. yeah, it's, it's I, I neat. Think that the, whole, the whole music and the sound design lives from this breathing that this game has. And that's another thing I, I was really happy about. So there's hardly any moment in the game where, where you're really overwhelmed with music. Yeah. It's always is very very subtle but mm. there are some moments like the escape like the wall where the music really rises and where, where you instantly feel this feel this this emotional impact at, at at that specific time that's another very important thing for for us and for the developer it's we, we never do wall-to-wall music so there is not always music the best thing is silence and yeah. then the music has an even bigger impact um, mm -hmm. and the soundtrack is about I don't know one and a half hours for 
40, 50 minutes of gameplay. Of course, there's a lot of repetition used in, in the game, but even more, there is a very intelligent use of music within the game. And uh, we, we absolutely love that. You mean 40 or 50 hours of gameplay? Yeah. It's, it's always nice to hear that developers think about things like that in terms of audio because, you know, when you're gaming... Having constant music is it, it can just be really overwhelming with everything else that we're asked to listen to and to listen for. And so it's it's nice to hear that you know developers are taking that into consideration. I, I cannot uh, I cannot agree more. Uh, I, I'm 100 percent with you. It's uh, so when, whenever we get approached by our developer um, and they said, could you write some music for us and could you do this? we, we always ask why? Why do you hmm. think you need music for this and this? Because that often throws back the, the process of, I, I know it's a very bad sales proposition for a composer, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but nevertheless, it, it, brings, it, it instantly leads to the point that you get into discussion and into a talk about why is music necessary? Is it necessary? Or do we, maybe we need less music, but the right music. Um, so at, at, at what specific point within the drama do we need the music and how do we need it? Do we need just a, a small quartet or do we need a big orchestra and why? Or we, we have a very organic um, visual approach. Maybe we should counteract that with a very electronic approach and things like that. And once you're, you're into that discussion, um, then things sort out normally, sort out very quick and very, very easy. And that's what, what is exciting for us about the, the game development process. We did the soundtrack, and the soundtrack is a kind of re-edit of what is in the game. Yeah. It means for the soundtrack, we, we, we took all the tracks, we rewrote proper intros, made some changes in the track so that you can, you can really enjoy the soundtrack. But of course, initially, the music was written for a purpose within the game. So I, I can only say to everyone, if you like the music... Play the game; it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> it's a really fun game. Sometimes it's it's tough, but uh, it's 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 better. It's easier than the first one, I guess. So okay. the search, the search, the first search game was a little bit harder. I for me, search two was easier. Okay. Um, but it's still it's a it's a it's a tough game, but it's worth it. So you did play the whole <laughs> thing then, or most of it? To be or? honest, yeah. Yeah, most of it, not everything. Okay. There have been some elements I really did struggle. But I have to say, I'm a really bad player. <laughs> I love playing video games, really. But I'm all the uncharted uh, Tomb Raider uh, yeah. player, so yeah, yeah, yeah. keep it easy. <laughs> yeah, I usually, if, I, if I'm really looking for a challenge, then I, I make sure it's challenging. But most of the time at this age... I, for me, I'm 43. I'm just like, you know, I just, I'm just going to put it in easy mode and I'm not going to feel bad about yeah. it. I'm just going to enjoy my, let's play it in story mode or easy mode. Yep. Uh, especially when I, when I uh, was killed I don't know, 20 times at the same point that I do not have a problem at all in going to story mode. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> awesome. Uh, do you game uh, outside of when it's kind of work oriented like this, or do you have any time for that kind of thing, or, or do you just really only game when it's for a project? No, I'm 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 a real gamer. I'm a passionate gamer. Yeah. I have to say, I love I love playing video games, and I'm so in. It, for me, it's it's relaxing. So when I work, and I'm usually as most of my colleagues, I do work till late at night. Then I take my take a break and I know and then go for an hour or two and play uh, play a video game. That's really relaxing. Better than watching television. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Yeah. What are you playing right now? Then what do you use to relax right now these days? <laughs> so currently, I'm. I have to admit, I'm still playing Star Wars Jedi. Um, nice. Fallen Jedi. Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. And it's, it's nice, but yeah, it's um, it's challenging too. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, I've heard it's kind of tough. Yeah, yeah. I didn't play I that one. I, I still I still play on the normal level, so I know there is an easy level. But uh, as being a passionate Star Wars fan, I can with that game, I cannot go for a story mode. <laughs> 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 Just on principle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's beautiful. fantastic. It's beautiful music. It's a beautiful environment. It's, uh, but but I all I always play different games in parallel. So I also sometimes I play uh, still the old Assassin's Creed Two. I have to say. Oh wow, that's it's still a good one. one. Yeah. Every now and then I I play Witcher Three. Um, mm. Sometimes I only go back to Witcher Three to go to a tavern or to <laughs> to go to Mobilecar to look around because the environment is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you see, I'm, yep. I'm a real gamer. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's fantastic. Given, you know, the world is a little hectic right now, uh, I have certain things that I like to listen to when I am trying to relax or take my mind off of something. And my background is in classical music and jazz, so I always gravitate toward one of those two. Uh, but I'm just curious for you, uh, when you find yourself feeling overwhelmed or, or just nervous or anxious, are there certain things that you listen to that, that help calm you down? I don't care what genre it is. I'm just curious. Yes, I think the last the last concert I visited two weeks ago was a Bruckner's Four Symphony. Ooh. So I'm I'm really a, a big fan of big classical uh, symphonies, and okay. I can absolutely uh, relax by by listening to a good a, a good symphony. It, it can be Bruckner or uh, I love Tchaikovsky, um, the big old um, Russian guys. It's just amazing, and I really I can calm down, sit there for two or three hours and listen to a, a a really nice symphony that brings me completely down to earth. Helga, what a pleasure it's been to speak with you today. Is there anything else you want to say before I let you go? Just stay healthy. Um, stay away from the from the virus and um, yeah, be, think positive. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was really great to talk with you. Thank you so much, Emily, for the opportunity.
Thanks for listening to episode 128 of Level with Emily Reese. You can learn more about Helga Borgarts and see a playlist at patreon.com slash level. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Hi. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily. And learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services and composer Brad Gentle. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media, Inc. <laughs>